Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Black Panther. Feedback, what you said. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. More, more time to talk about Black Panther, is it? It's so time to talk about Black Panther. It's been time to talk about Black Panther. It continues to be time to talk about Black Panther. Well, I say let's do it, my friend. Let's do it. All right, so let's see what everybody else has been saying. First up, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, loved Black Panther. I feel like a lot of them are going to start that way. Uh, He (laughs) says, great cast. Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger was a great villain. Sympathetic, but still a villain. He said every dot on his body represented a person that he killed on his journey back to Wakanda. He had a lot of dots. I like most of Marvel's villains, but Keaton's Vulture and Jordan's Killmonger definitely stepped it up. I agree. I agree. We've got. I love that we're on this trend. I mean, that's been the biggest. (laughs) The death, the problem of no death, and the like uh, weak villains are like the two things that Marvel's had criticism for over the years. And we, they're really rectifying the villain issue. Um, their last few movies have really told good villain stories, and I don't think that's a—I don't think it's a um, surprise. I think the, f- especially when you're making your first movie about a character, you have to focus on the hero. You have to really yeah. like explain who that hero is. And now that we're getting into like phase, th- you know, we're deep into phase three, almost finished with it. Uh, I think like they're starting to really focus on some different villains, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, they can they can finally open up their world a bit and give everybody else's backstory a little love. Yeah, for sure. All right, next up, Sierra Angel said to us on Facebook, the latest t-shirt for my collection. I wore it when I went to see Black Panther on Sunday. Smiley face emoji. Spoiler warning. Also, she posted a picture of her t-shirt, and it's the, uh, it's the crown, basically. Yeah, it's Black Panther wearing the crown. Black Panther wearing the crown. Pretty, and pretty awesome. if you don't know what I mean by The Crown, go watch Luke Cage. Oh, or, yeah, that's right. That's that, that painting. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's from... Notorious B.I.G. painting. It was it's, yeah, big. In, uh, in, 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 in Luke Cage. That's, that's awesome. I didn't catch that. <laughs> Rad. Yep. Sierra continues saying, I thought the movie was amazing and I need to watch it again. Unfortunately, I was in the second row at the theater and I think I missed some stuff. I was just way too close. Just some thoughts. I, I was wish in Wakanda the same was... row, and I'm totally with you. Yeah, mm. I was in the front row, and I know that I missed stuff and want to see it again. Mm. Either that or that's the excuse that I'm using. Uh, <laughs> either way. <laughs> uh, she continues, I wish Wakanda was real. Shuri and Nakia are uh, the crime-fighting duo we need. I'm sorry, need. I want Ramonda to be my mom. I need a pet rhino. I wish Killmonger would have lived. Reformed, possibly? I don't know. Chadwick Boseman is phenomenal. Actually, the whole cast. Those Black Panther suits are epic. That post-credit Bucky scene was just icing on the cake. And then hard eyes emoji. And let's see. This is a long one. I know a lot of people are saying it felt like a standalone film, but my argument is why wouldn't it? If you go back and watch Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Guardians, and Ant-Man, those all feel like standalone movies. Preach it. (laughs) The only difference is we met Black Panther in Civil War. Now, we all know they exist in the same universe, but why shouldn't Black Panther get his own movie that solely belongs to him? The further we get into this universe, the more the audience craves crossover interactions, and I'm all for that, but we have to keep introducing new characters and their origins. Eventually, they will come together. 
As far as being disappointed there wasn't an Infinity Stone, where would they have fitted into that movie? I think every scene in this movie is necessary. I don't think there was room to include anything else. I think not including it makes me more intrigued. Now everyone is entitled to their own opinion, I'm just throwing mine out there. Rant over! <sighs> okay. She, she continues saying, I really love the cast. Looking forward to finishing up the Black Panther episode. I only got like 20 minutes in before I got to work today. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Winky face emoji. There's a lot of emojis here. P.S. Matthew, I checked out the music video. It looked like a lot of fun. I found myself singing the song over the last few days. Thumbs up emoji. Yay. Thank you guys who are all checking out the music. It really means a ton. Again, it's everywhere. Matthew Carroll, Left to Burns. The name of the album, the single is Heart on Fire, and it's got a video, so... If you uh, want to see a video that I made, check out that. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's like a modern-day Cupid myth with like a, what I call the Cupid Bureau. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was kind of, to me, it was like creating a little super, a, a superhero team of my own, sort of. Like, I could imagine telling stories about this team, that it's their job to make people fall in love, and they've got these guns instead of arrows, and I don't know. It was fun to make. It, I felt like I was creating little cosplays, but like I made up the costumes and everything. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun. It was it's fun. my universe. So I'm building it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That song is called Heart on Fire, and it's, again, just search YouTube, Matthew Carroll, Heart on Fire. It's there. Uh, but thank you, uh, Sierra Angel, for checking it out. Um, I totally agree with her, and I think I've expre- I expressed something similar on our first episode about the standalone nature of this film um, and how... People are overreacting, saying it's not connected enough. I do think that including the Soul Stone, if it is in Wakanda, would not have been the end of the world. Like, it could have literally just been, like, in the background, in the cave, you know? Like, it could have been, like, a central focus point around where all the herbs were, where all the heart-shaped herbs were growing or whatever. It could have been just another part of that process, um, if that's what they want to do with it. But we just don't know yet. Like, we're kind of assuming... That it is in Wakanda because, um, <clears throat> because that's what uh, it, it seems that that's what, what I think. It seems that Thanos is heading to Wakanda in an Infinity War, but we just don't know for sure. They could be having a completely different idea of where to put the stones. It could be that they go to Wakanda because it's a secret, and maybe they're just hiding out in Wakanda, protecting one of the stones that we already know exist. Maybe they take the Tesseract there or something. Uh, Loki has the Tesseract, and it looks like he's giving it to Thanos. That's true. I, 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 I was picking a random Vision one. To Wakanda. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe Vision's in Wakanda. Maybe Vision's been hurt, and, like, Shuri, and Shuri is working on him. Uh, another, another frail purple boy that she can take care of. <laughs> um. <laughs> Precisely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I you bringing me another that, frail uh, white boy? Oh no! This is a man of color. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. He is a man of all of the. He's colors. a man of all of the colors. <laughs> oh man! I still think that uh, that Heimdall has the Soul Stone. Yeah, absolutely possible. Man, and what if? What if uh, Thanos gets that ship at the beginning of the movie and picks up two Infinity Stones right off the bat? That's scary. I don't want that to happen. Uh, Which which stones does he have in his glove in the scenes we've seen? He has like two of them in there, right? Uh, The power stone. Which is the one from Guardians. Yeah, the one that's in the orb. And the the tesseract, the blue stone. 
Okay, so so far he doesn't have the soul stone, so it's possibly not in. I mean, maybe maybe he gets all five stones, and then it's still like a research problem where everyone's looking for the last stone. You know? Yeah, he might get all five that we know about, and then the last one is just somewhere else. Yeah, maybe that's like the last movie is them like chasing down the stone. We may not see the soul stone race even for the stone. Yeah, we may not even <laughs> Avengers race for the stone. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so dumb. <laughs> Sorry. That does sound really dumb. Race for the stone. Um, yeah, I don't know. So that sounds like something that would have been filmed in the 90s. Yeah, totally. <laughs> sounds like the cheese of the late 80s, early 90s. Yep. DRaj1991 said to us on Twitter, Adams, you cast, just saw the Black Panther just yesterday. Holy crap sauce, dudes. Easily the best film so far this early portion of 2018. No doubt. Beautiful messages and desegregation of characters of color and all the goodness. Hashtag Black Panther. Hashtag T'Challa. Hashtag Shuri. Hashtag Nakia. Hashtag Killmonger. I just, every time I see Killmonger's name, it makes me sad to think he's dead. Yeah. Every time. Yep. Um, Maybe we'll see him again. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <clears throat> so, we, we live in such a crazy time. Uh, D. Rogers says here... Easily the best so far of this early portion of 2018. It's like, yeah, this is a really killer movie. Like, for a comic book adaptation, this is an amazing feat um, and, a, and a very original take and super great. And it's just amazing that we're so spoiled that that's not, probably not even going to be the best one this year. <laughs> like, there's a very <laughs> right. big possibility that we might get an even better comic book movie by the end of the year, which is just, we are living in a time of... of Great riches. Yeah, think about that. Like, if Black Panther had come out in a different year when Avengers Infinity War was not going to come out, this movie would have been the best movie of the year. Right. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking more like if this movie had come out 10 years ago, how amazing it would have been. But we're just so spoiled now. And it's so great. And I still think Black Panther is wonderful, but it's just like we're so spoiled that this is just like, oh, that's really good for the first three months. What, What else you got, 2018? Yeah, come on, 2018. Give me Infinity War. Give me Deadpool 2. Give me, give me, give me. Is it uh, Captain Marvel? Is that this year? Um, I forget. Uh, no, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to oh, be this that's year. that's right. That's going to be Captain good, Captain Marvel too. is the first film next year. I feel like that's going to be really good. Especially, I feel like Ant-Man's going to get moving now that we have kind of the rules of the world established and the characters established. Like, I think just the fun of that, uh, the fun of that, like, of his gimmick is just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then having the wasp in there, like her blasters, and she can fly. And <laughs> that oh, I guess you just didn't have that tech available to give to me. No, I did. <laughs> so good, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Fucking love Hank Pym. All right, uh, Yoda Hughes said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, as per your request, IMAX 3D was great. I only watch Marvel in IMAX 3D. Nothing major in the film uh, to warrant, but it adds to it regardless. I have premier seating as well, as I need the legroom. <laughs> mm. Tall guy, tall guy. I understand it. I understand the uh, the needs of the tall men, being six two. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Twitter, Adams you cast hashtag Black Panther is doing pretty good, I guess. A plus cinema score and projected to make two hundred eighteen million. And then he linked a box office mojo article, and it made more than that. Yeah, it's it's now very far beyond that. But this was he given him the credit. It was well, no, just it made right more than after. that. 
opening weekend. Yeah. That's crazy. It was a good opening we opening for this thing. Nathan uh, at Wally, Wobbly Boots eighty five sent us a few messages. Um, he basically broke down the Thanos theory, the Tesseract, H, Ether, Necklace, Orb, and Scepter, and said he thinks that the H is heart for Heart of Wakanda. Uh, and he said, "Boom! <laughs> That's why he is attacking Wakanda in Infinity War. Soulstone is in the vibranium." Uh, this is this also explains how he can talk to all the past Panthers uh, on the astral plane because the heart is getting its energy from the Soul Stone. I don't know, man, because the the liquid that they made from the heart shaped herb was purplish, and the Soul Stone has always been kind of an orangey yellow color. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he, he goes. I mean, it, he goes on. It to might say, affect the plant in that way to to become a different color like right. that. But I mean, it's a lot more in line with Heim, the color of Heimdall's eyes. Mm. All right. Well, he Which also, is also an H. Yep, it's true. Uh, well, he goes on to say, after taking the throne of Wakanda, Killmonger doesn't take long to launch his plan of arming Wakanda's spies scattered all around the world, uh, and this weapon. Uh, and his weapons make it surprisingly close to being sent to cells ready to launch their attacks. As it turns out, we know exactly which cells were the first to accept Killmonger's plot to wage war on the world and thereby conquer it. Wakabi informs Killmonger that when the orders were relayed to their war dog spies, most were hesitant, understandable, but the forces held in reserve in New York, London, and Hong Kong are ready to attack. Those cities should ring a bell for MCU fans, since they're also the locations of Earth's Sanctum Sanctorums in Doctor Strange. Three different cities, three different strongholds of mystical energy able to shield from threats. Also, did you catch the Doctor Strange connection? Oh, that's what he's saying. Uh, I'll be honest, it went right over my head. So, yeah... Yeah, I missed it in like in the moment I missed it. Yeah, people want to complain about this movie not being connected. This movie is solely like completely seated in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. like it, like it's not. I wonder, I wonder if that was an intentional connection or not. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying uh, the fact that the, the same three cities are mentioned. I don't know why that would be a connection, though. I don't know why that the sanctums being in those cities would cause. Um the fighters to be ready to fight there, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, it seems like a weird speeches connection, but it could just be a, a, a coincidence. But I don't know. It's just they start there, and then, you know, they're since the Doctor Strange people are not able to shield from mystical threats they can't stop Wakanda or something yeah I don't, I don't know. know who knows it doesn't make sense that way uh well it just it, it, it doesn't seem to make sense and why they're not necessarily attacking the sanctums either like if they were to attack I'm guessing they are attacking like the man or or whatever like <laughs> uh, I guess in Killmonger's mind they're attacking like the government maybe yeah. um those in charge who are subjugating his people yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Casper at Casper Lark said, 
At MCU Cast, do you think some of the heart-shaped herb will regrow on the mountain where Eric, a.k.a. Killmonger, a.k.a. Njadaka, a.k.a. Golden Jaguar died? Like maybe his blood soaks into the soil or something. Um, I think that's a really beautiful idea in a way. That's exactly the word I was thinking of. Like that would be absolutely beautiful. And I kind of wish it had happened in the movie. Like, like <laughs> his death brings back the, the resource to Wakanda that he had taken away. Like, I don't want to talk trash about Bucky, but that happening, the regrowing of the heart-shaped herb right there, would have been so much better than having Bucky as the post credit scene. Yeah, I, I still don't... It's weird that they didn't even discuss, like, the destruction of their heart-shaped herb should mean a lot. That's a that's one of their two resources that make them different, you know? Yeah. So, it's strange uh-huh. that they didn't discuss it at all. Like, oh, that's a bad, bad thing that he burned our crop. <laughs> <laughs> He burned the thing that, you know, allows us to have Black Panthers. Uh, Seems like a bad thing. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Matthew Weldow said to us, uh, it looks like this is an email. Hey, guys. I wanted to say how much I enjoyed this movie. Flying into Wakanda was almost on par with seeing Asgard for the first time. Seeing all the tribes together was visually stunning, and even after M'Baku and his tribe join, uh, this I feel was extremely important to establish before Infinity War, that battle scene at the end was epic. Uh, The side characters were great, probably the best since Guardians. Killmonger was one of the best Marvel villains to date, and while I understand why he felt he would rather die than be kept prisoner, I still wish he would be around in the future. I feel like uh, he would be like Loki, or I feel he would be like Loki and would still want the throne, but still help our heroes when there was a larger threat. Well, yeah, if, if something destroys the world, he can't rule it, right? Yeah. Uh, he says, to me, I thoroughly enjoyed T'Challa's growth in this movie. Yes, we saw some character development even in Civil War, but to see him go th- from being king and keeping tradition to empathizing with Killmonger's point of view and his scene in the astral plane which was hands down the best scene to showcase Chadwick Boseman's phenomenal acting and almost brought me to tears and becoming a better king than his ancestors was great to see how much do you think uh, that his choice to come out into the world will affect the MCU will we see more villains or heroes come out of hiding because of this reveal Uh, because of her knowledge of tech do you think Shuri will become the next Iron Woman that would be cool to see new Avengers happen because of Wakandan technology. I uh, look forward to hearing from you guys about the movie. Sorry this email is so long, but there was so much to talk about in this movie. No, no. Great great email, Matthew. Um, yeah. I love the idea of Shuri as the next Iron Iron Man successor, Iron Woman. <laughs> iron person. The next Iron person. Um, yeah. All, that actually would points. make sense. Uh from a comics perspective, well, I know there's been well, a no, it would young it female black uh, Iron Riri Williams. Iron person. Yeah, Riri Williams is her name. She was uh, codenamed Ironheart. Uh, she reverse engineered an Iron Man um, suit to make her own. Huh. But Shuri was uh, a successor to T'Challa as far as being Black Panther. Yeah, but I I feel like that's not going to happen for a while if it happens. And so it'd be interesting to get put her in a different position just to get her in there quicker as a hero. <laughs> uh, she's so much fun. She's one of the more fun parts of the movie, I thought. Yeah. So. I think with her being the tech genius for Wakanda, they could go... Like, they, they kind of set it up to be able to go either direction. Like, she 
could do Ironheart if she wanted to. She could go Black Panther route if that comes up. Yeah. You know? Truthfully, she'll probably remain a Wakandan hero for, for a while, whether it's actually taking up the Black Panther mantle or, you know, just continuing to use her technology the way she does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Dustin Small said to us, my post black, uh, my post Panther spoilery spiel. It's a lot of peas. I'm already digging the discussion around this movie. For the most part, I agree with the consensus. Amazing world building, solid supporting cast and characters. This movie really reminds me of some older MCU movies. It was very standalone-ish, and I loved that. Ross was great. Air Force pilot, you say? I wonder what he was up to in the 90s, nudge nudge. Ooh. Shuri was my walking away favorite new character. Coachella? That was gold. <laughs> that was gold. I love that idea of uh, Ross showing up in, a, in, a, in, 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 in the 90s. Um, man, I'm really, I think I'm maybe more, most excited right now about uh, um, Captain Marvel. Because I have no idea what it's going to be like. And there's so many cool 90s things they could do with it. Yeah. As a kid of the 90s, this this speaks to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nevada Reed said to us, I actually love this movie, even though I also had second row seats. <laughs> okay, so the seats don't make the movie good or bad. It just makes your angle on it good or bad. Right. Yeah. I, I can't, it's so, it's so funny that. <laughs> how many people have written in with it that had second row seats or closer. Like <laughs> That's like four or five now between me and you and the listeners. It's crazy. Yeah. So, Nevada continues. Let's see. The characters made the, yeah, the characters made the movie for me, and Shuri was my favorite. I also loved the soundtrack. My only problem is that the tension was lost when T'Challa died, quote unquote, because we've all seen him in the Infinity War trailer. I knew the only way to go was to get T'Challa back and have him save the day, not another hero like Shuri, because he is in Infinity War. Uh, trailers kind of ruin it sometimes, but otherwise, I love this film. Yeah, I, 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 I agree, obviously, that there's no tension there, but I don't know that that's the trailer's fault. Like, I think if, if you're going to see a movie called Black Panther, and halfway through it, Black Panther falls down a, uh, down, down a shaft or a, or a waterfall or whatever, anything. Yeah, off of a waterfall, the, any, in any way gone. You're pretty sure he's coming back. We didn't see, yeah. If you don't see him die, then You're not going to kill him in his first movie. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely. Um, so I think I think I don't know if that's the trailer's fault, but I agree there was no tension. Like I never thought for a second he was dead. <laughs> right. I didn't know exactly how he was coming back, but I knew he was coming back. <laughs> I wasn't sure how, but I knew he wasn't gone. Yeah. Uh, we have a voicemail here. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, indeed. Hey guys, it's Ian um, from California. I was just calling to give you a little feedback on Black Panther. Um, I'm going to be quite honest. I felt a little let down with this one. Um, I found that all the action sequences I feel were in the trailer and it was a lot of shaky cam and a lot of cut scenes and some of the CGI was extremely poor. The villains, I will give this to them. The villains in this were terrific. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger was phenomenal. And especially Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw was um, just diabolical and crazy in the head. Uh, and I loved him for that. 
but uh, I just didn't feel all the uh, love for the movie that everyone else has seemed to do, seemed to be lacking something. Uh, maybe it was just too much hype or whatever, but this one just kind of seemed disappointing. It's kind of on the same level as Doctor Strange for me, where it um, just wasn't one of the best, but uh, thanks, guys. Keep up the uh, great work on the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's a bummer. Ian did not enjoy this movie. That's, that's too, too bad. bad. Um, well, he didn't say that he didn't enjoy it. He just said that he wasn't. He didn't get what he expected out of it, right? And was a little let down. Yeah, I think that's it's, it's a negative review. It's one of the few that we've gotten, um, and, and there are some things in there I agree with. Um, so to to give to give fair time to the uh, to the to the the negative dissenting opinion. Yeah, um, I think that uh, it is true. We did see most. We saw most of the fight. Um, setups in the in the trailer we didn't see the entire scenes and i think there were some really cool surprises in those scenes but we there weren't a lot uh, we we did see most of that in the trailer um another uh thing that i do agree with i do think some of the cgi in this was poor yeah it wasn't some of the uh, like just panther on panther action was a little cartoony and there when there's it was it was hard to keep up with you know yeah, and that's another thing he talks about the shaky cam, um, which I will say I can't really gauge that well. Again, I was in the second row, um, <laughs> so the shaky cam or the the jumping around I can't really gauge well. But um, this, I just I did see some CGI shots that were just like just looked a little cartoony. Um, so I can understand if that's if that's something that bothers you a lot, then that being a problem, I don't get too bothered by that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think the rest of the movie was so good that it kind of made up for uh, the lack of good CGI in certain parts. Sure. I, th- uh, I think that's true. And I think that... Um, in mo- And there were so few and far between, too. Yeah. And in most cases, I think that uh, CGI doesn't matter that much. And, like, fight scenes don't even matter that much if you have good characters. Um it's just, but, and then they, they re- I think they really did have good characters. So that's yeah. what matters to me most. Well, on the flip side, though, I've made the argument before that, like, of course the movie is pretty because it's 2018. Like, you got a big budget film in this day and age. Of course your CGI is going to look great. Your effects are going to look great. Sure. And if this one missed the mark on that, then, you know, I don't want to say that I can't let it slide, but, like, it's kind of... Right, they should. It Come should on, have been guys. better. I mean, this is Marvel, and they should have put the money and the time behind it to make the CGI everything that they can. Um, and I do think there were a few shots that were just like a little, maybe rushed or maybe whatever. They just didn't seem like they spent the. Uh, they didn't have. They didn't work on all the details. So yeah, it's not the focus of the movie though. The focus of the movie, in my opinion, is the political drama. Yeah, agreed. So. Uh, let's see. Next email, Seth Goodman says to us, okay, so I walked out of the theater and the first thing I did after seeing Black Panther was put you guys into my ears so I can listen to your sweet, sweet casting. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, li- I like sweet, sweet casting. That's, uh, that's, I'm going to use that in the future. Uh, so it still bugs me that we don't know where the Soul Stone is, but the question occurred to me, why is Thanos attacking Wakanda? Is he attacking Wakanda because he knows the Soul Stone is there? I think it's really odd that they picked this movie to reveal that in the MCU you can communicate with the souls of the dead. There has to be some sort of connection there. 
So with that said, did we actually see the effects of an Infinity Stone without seeing the actual Infinity Stone? After listening to you guys' Black Panther cast, I do agree with Matt that when Killmonger uh, was stabbed and dying, it was a really touching moment. Even though he was the quote-unquote bad guy of the movie, uh, you still had a real feel for where his heart was and how much pain he was going through right then, and it got to me. Uh, lastly, did anyone catch that Bucky had a lot of red, white, and blue going on in his costume? Could this be pointing to him replacing Cap? Hmm. Thanks for keeping the podcast going. I always can't wait for the next episode. Keep it up, and good luck with the new album, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tiny um, G. So Tiny G. Interesting. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Seth. Tiny G. Um, <laughs> um, the... Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, he he talked about uh, them revealing that you can talk to the souls of the dead in this movie. And I'm yeah, curious, you do you think that they the revealed end. that you can talk to the souls of the dead in this movie? No, it seemed more like once you take the herb and get buried in something, regardless of whether or not it's dirt or snow or sand, right? that you then visit, you, you either have a vision of... The other side, it it seems like it's it's almost a a vision of the astral plane, right? Well, or, well, or I would say the astral plane. I'm I would say sure. they they walked a line. I thought in this movie between you're actually talking to the dead and it's possible you're just tripping. Yeah, it looks like they might have just been tripping balls. Like like you're tripping and you're having a meaningful experience uh, that is all coming from within you. And I kind of took it as all coming from within you because when um when Black Panther takes it when T'Challa takes it, um he sees this landscape that he has sort of like bred like um built into his psyche from growing up in Wakanda. And this is like how he remembers his ancestors. When he thinks of his yeah. ancestors, he thinks of this plane and, you know, living in this tree and the Panthers and all this stuff. Uh, but when Killmonger does the same thing, he doesn't go there. He doesn't yeah, go to some magical to place. LA. He goes to L.A. where he, he knows his only ancestor, his father. And his father, like, having that moment with his father that meant so much to him. And so I think that was that was telling to me that possibly they're not actually going to some sort of panther plane. But they're they're actually just having an experience that's allowing them to resolve things within themselves. Yeah. Which is just tripping balls. Still, yeah, they're just tripping. They're tripping <laughs> balls and seeing panthers. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But but you know, that's not to say it can't be cool and meaningful. I just thought that was I just don't know that that's actual evidence of the souls being seen. So I don't know if that's I don't know that that's evidence of the soul stone or if that's just misdirection and the soul stone is nowhere to be seen. If 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 Wakanda has just been revealed to the world, it's possible they're just going to Wakanda to have this fight because it's like the most defended place on the planet. <laughs> um the mo you know. Um yeah. it's possible that it's just where they took vision and whatever other you know, maybe Doctor Strange is there with the time stone, time gem, or whatever. Yeah, um, everybody fell back to Wakanda. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they <laughs> try. It's the last bastion of hope. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. And maybe they <laughs> think the shields will protect them, or like the, you know, maybe they like if they think they can hide from Thanos there. 
Um, but apparently they cannot because Thanos shows up. Yeah. Uh, apparently Tiny G was not the only one to think that about the, uh, the, 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 the uh, souls and whatnot. Sure. Uh, Brent Scott said to us, I was thinking the soul stone was in Wakanda and that was how they were able to speak to the souls of past Kings slash black Panthers. Yeah. And I think that's a totally reasonable take on it and i like that they left it up in the air because that's my favorite sci-fi and 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 this sort of uh genre media is the stuff that leaves that sort of up to you like it could be that those are souls and 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 that you know past panthers da, 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 or it could be that it's just your imagination <laughs> and you're, you're taking a strong drug that's causing you to think the, about it the power's inside you all along yeah uh, so RPRP said to us in an email, when I, or in a message, when I saw Black Panther on opening day, I made the mistake of going to the 3D showing, which gave me a horrible headache, but even through the pain, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Finally saw it again a week later in painless 2D, and it got even better. I'd rank it number two, only behind Captain America 3, and only because I personally prefer the team-up dynamic of these movies. Now, if we can get a Spider-Man Homecoming sequel with Black Panther and Shuri coming to New York to help out with Kraven the Hunter, that would definitely take the number one spot for me. Make it happen, Marvel! Ooh, that sounds great. Like, if Kraven the Hunter, maybe they know him from him trying to hunt in in, in Africa or whatever, and uh, maybe he's hunted the Panther before, like... Maybe, maybe yeah. he's fun, he he hunted T'Chaka at some point, um, Ooh. like that would be, yeah. And now he's after the Spider Man. That'd be that'd be awesome. Honestly, I think it would be pretty cool if uh, Craven the Hunter was following T'Chaka, trying to take out the Black Panther while the Black Panther was in New York, but Spidey stops him, and then he's just like, "No, I want him." And then, uh, like, like, Black Panther goes off and does his thing, and the rest of the movie is just Spidey versus Craven. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. Uh, he, let's see, RPRP continues saying, there, uh, there are some commonly mentioned nitpicks coming from people that I can't help but disagree with. Uh, knowing T'Challa survives at least to Infinity War did nothing to my experience watching the middle of this film. In my opinion, seeing the other characters around him react to his supposed death and believe it to be so was enough. If you're watching Shuri and Ramonda screaming at their love, uh, their beloved being thrown off of a waterfall and groaning with a meta comment in your mind, I think that says more about you than about the story. Same with Naki and Okoye's heartbreaking scene directly after. Also, I agree that the mid-credits scene felt more like an ending to the movie than a stinger, uh, but the scene that ended the movie was so important and brought the movie full circle in a way that had way more emotional weight than if that UN scene had ended the movie. Uh, let me let me say... Uh... The UN scene was the original ending. Yeah, that was an alternate ending that was filmed, and uh, they they went with the other one. They wanted the Kugler uh, decided that, that that image of the boys looking up at the flying away uh, Wakandan vehicle was like so important and so iconic. That was the way the movie needed to end, um, and I think they. But originally in the script, the UN scene was the ending. Apparently. Just interesting. Yeah. Yep. Which yep. I thought. I think the UN scene is great, but it's too Iron Man. Yeah, it it's is. It's like exactly Iron Man, and I wanted to say, "I am the Black Panther." <laughs> you know, like, um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I am Vibranium yeah. Man. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. 
RPRP finishes saying, there's probably more to say, but I feel like I've rambled way more than enough already, so I'll cut it short. Amazing movie, all caps. And oh yeah, Killmonger is the best antagonist Marvel has ever done. And while I hate that he was killed off, his death felt right and poetic. Okay, I'm seriously done now. Can't wait to revisit these characters in a few months. Yeah. It's so great that they're so close to to coming back. (laughs) Can't believe it. Yep. Oh man, well that's all our feedback. All right. Thank you, everybody, for sending in some feedback. Um, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you uh, are looking for some music these days, check out Matthew Carroll Left to Burn on any of your music services, because that's my new album, and uh, I would really appreciate you listening to it. Um, all right. Anything you anything else you, you have to say there, Mr. Mr. Jeff Randall? Uh just one thing. Oh yeah, well, what's that? Until next time, true believers. Uh-huh.